0: And welcome to episode number one of The Panther Prowl, the podcast where we interview student athletes at the University of Northern Iowa with your host, Caleb Christensen, and my good friend, Adam Johnson. We're going to start off with shouting out the women's soccer team. Had a historic season, finished 13 5 and 1. Unfortunately, they lost to Valparaiso in the first round of the Missouri Valley Tournament. But a great season nonetheless. We will probably be looking to interview one of the women's soccer players here relatively soon, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, next, we're moving on to You and I Volleyball. We were, we were recording this on Tuesday, October 31st, Halloween, so the last volleyball game was I versus Bradley. They won in straight sets and have only lost three sets in conference play all year and have like a 14-game win streak.
1: So I think, you know, it's not uh, crazy to say that in recent memory, uh, UNI Volleyball has kind of owned the Valley. I don't, you know, got a season to play. We got to finish it out strong here, but have definitely been dominant uh, going back to last season. I'd have to... Um, I'd have to see what we were, but we won the conference last year. Um, Looks like we have a good chance of doing that again this year. And I think a thing that plays a big part in that is a really good non-conference schedule. So if you look back, we um, played against a ranked Creighton team. Um, You know, other good competition. I think Dayton was ranked. Played against a lot of good teams in the non-conference. Didn't necessarily... Away with as many wins over that time, but still, still got wins. We weren't like losing every game, but you know, I think that good competition definitely uh, set us up well for for the conference schedule for the Missouri Valley. I think, and that I think has shown in the way that we've really gotten the job done and handled things in that department.
0: Yeah, they're an absolute wagon. So the NBA season just started up. So obviously. We have to shout out Cedar Falls native and UNI graduate AJ Green. He played in the second game of the year, I believe, seven points, two of two from three versus the Hawks. And then last night he also played with like 15 minutes. Didn't score, but logging good minutes for a team that has a pretty good shot at the championship. So it's great to see.
1: Yeah, awesome to see, and more points than Damian Lillard. So, jury's out on that. Uh, AJ Green better than Damian Lillard. We, we we started this. You know, this is this is a conversation that we're starting now. Uh, probably be shut down pretty quickly, but no, AJ's a dog, and might, might get himself a ring this year. So, we'll see what happens in that.
0: Yeah, we'd love to have AJ on. So, AJ, I'm sure you're listening to this.
1: Oh, yeah, AJ... Yeah, he's probably our Uh, best listener already. We we haven't even dropped an episode. Hit us up. Yes. Definitely our number one guy in that department.
0: Mm -hmm. Other Panthers in the pros. Spencer Brown, Bills offensive tackle. Uh, He starts for the Bills. Pretty cool, protecting that boy Josh, Josh Allen. Uh, Bills are decent. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, they picked up a good win, right? Yeah.
0: Versus the Bucks.
1: 24-18 versus the Bucks. Thursday night football. Rare, good Thursday night football (laughs) game, I might add. They've been a little better this year than last year, but Thursday night football hasn't always been the best. But yeah, General Spencer Brown on that.
0: Other Panthers in the pros Trevor Penning, Saints offensive tackle. Saints, they're like four and four right now. They're fine. I don't know. Trevor Penning's a dog. He's probably just still pancaking people.
1: Yeah, Uh, they picked up a win. So, hey, hey, good day to be a Panther. Good weekend to be a Panther this past weekend. So, let that be known. That's very true.
0: Okay, let's get into a little NFL recap action. Full disclosure, I'm a Chiefs fan. So, we're going to cover the Chiefs pretty much every week.
1: Yeah, and I'm a Vikings fan. uh, So, you can expect us to probably be a little angry, happy, somewhere in between, from time to time, kill probably. More often happy than me, but you know, whether you want to hear it or not, we're we're gonna talk about it. So, you know, skip skip this if you really well, don't care. We're gonna
0: discuss other teams too, not just our team. So so don't like freak out or anything on us. So we are gonna start with my team, the Chiefs versus the Broncos.
1: What a disaster. Let, let me let me pull this up because I just wanna I just wanna relive the joy that it was to watch this football game with with
0: Caleb. Uh Chiefs five turnovers. A bunch of them in uh, enemy territory. You're not going to beat the Panthers if you turn the ball over five times. Uh, The Broncos aren't that much better than the Panthers, in my opinion. But they were good enough to win. First time Pats ever lost. A conference road game in his entire career. First time the Broncos have beat my Chiefs since Peyton Manning was... Playing football and not sitting on his couch on Mondays, analyzing it, Uh, yeah, rough, awful. Chiefs receivers, subpar. They're not great. Quite a few drops. That'll happen. And McCole Hardman, you know, I was happy he was back, but uh, his punt returns, not great. Muff, and then just like a negative 10-yard return, just ran straight backwards after catching it.
1: And... Just to, just to anger um, Caleb a little bit here. The trade deadline will have already passed by the time that this mm-hmm. is it. this is out there. But Devonta Adams to Chiefs? Might happen. Might happen. So when you're listening to this, Devonta Adams will be a Kansas City Chief. Mark my word.
0: If Devonta Adams is, is on the Chiefs, that's an easy ring. E-
1: easy ring? Easy ring. Okay. Yeah. Defense Defense is like that. Also— Pat just like needs to play better. I feel like two picks, no touchdowns. He hasn't been having that great of a year. I'm not, I'm a big Pat Mahomes guy. I think he's the best in the league. But he's not. He hasn't been performing that well. Is this due to uh, not having any receivers? I mean, he's got Kelsey. But you know, when when Trav doesn't have Taylor at the game.
0: Yeah, okay. He's not... Can we we quash (laughs) that narrative? Because Taylor's been at two... She's not been at two games. And the first game that she wasn't at... She's been at three games. Oh, oh, including including the Broncos game, yeah.
1: Three. Three, so... But
0: Jav had above his average against 46.5 whatever. But that that 46.5 stat was from two games. And in both games, he didn't play the whole time because he was battling an injury. So, like... What an ESPN cherry pick stat. That's that's typical. Typical ESPN.
1: Well, and one of them was against the wagon, that is the Minnesota Vikings. So
0: Yeah, moving on to the Vikings versus the Packers.
1: So, it was a good win. I, I you know, the elephant in the room, obviously, we'll, we'll get to that. But I don't want to talk about that right now. I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about that Vikings are playing really good football. And if you look, I'm, I don't remember what the final score was of this game, to be honest. 24-10. Yeah, so 24-10, we completely dominated. Wasn't a one-score game for the first time of all time, basically. I don't remember the last time we didn't play a one-score game. I think we got blown out one time last year. We're usually good for one of those. But anyway, 24-10, we've won three in a row, four of our last five. Our only loss in that stretch was the Chiefs, but we got robbed uh, by the officials on my birthday, unfortunately. But no, I mean... Not not necessarily a lot of good wins. We beat the Panthers. We beat the Bears. We beat the Packers. But we did beat the 49ers, which, I hate to say this, but, like, the 49ers have lost three in a row now, so, like, the magic behind that win just isn't quite as much there. But back-to-back games, one without Jefferson. Jordan Addison has been electric. Other guys have stepped up. KJ almost had 100 yards this week. But at the end of the day, it was a good game on both sides of the ball. Defense played great. Offense was good. Could be a little better in the red zone just in general. Didn't get our first rushing touchdown. So, game makers. Good
0: job. Well, I'd also like to note that that the Packers, Packers are terrible. And uh, we probably have a fair amount of Packers fans here. Uh, Condolences. You guys suck. But, hey, you can't have it every year. You had, like, an MVP candidate pretty much every single year for, like, 20 years.
1: Yeah, longer than that. So A long time.
0: I don't know. <laughs> this is what it likes to. It's what it feels like to not be good.
1: I, yeah, we so. kill talking about having an MVP candidate when he has Patrick Mahomes and team. But eight. we, you know, we'll, we don't need to talk about that. Um, obviously, uh, uh, if you don't know, Kirk Cousins' Achilles done for the season last year on the contract here in Minnesota, and it's probably not crazy to say that he'll never shoot up as a Viking again.
0: Does that make you sad?
1: He's really good, and I feel like people have begun to appreciate him more. And then that's when he gets injured. And the thing about Kirk is, his whole career he's just gotten absolutely annihilated, all the time. He gets he gets crushed, and then he tears his Achilles in a non-contact injury. I just he's playing his best ball. So this is probably his best season that he's I also
0: ever had. So Kirk is probably the most liked quarterback in the NFL. If you watched Quarterback the series on Netflix, Kirk's a Kirk's just a, a good guy. So you hate to see that happen to the guys. You hate to see that see that happen to anyone, but especially a dude who's like just a good human. It sucks. It's rough.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's not ideal. Uh, we did like just as we we're recording this, uh, like a half hour ago, trade for Josh Dobbs. Okay, <laughs> it's not bad. Like probably better than you we have rostered. I mean, our backup is well, right now it's Jaron Hall. And he was good, good in college, fifth-round pick this past year. Personally, I'd like to see us give Jaron Hall a week. He should play this week. I think he probably will. Josh Dobbs just getting in. He's probably on a plane right now, to be honest. They probably went and picked him up or something. He's probably on a private one or something. I don't know. Regardless, he's on his way. But Jaron Hall should be the quarterback this week, I think. So that's enough Vikings for now. You'll probably get to hear me more sad if that's possible. Jefferson's out for another two weeks. Now we're on our backup quarterback, whoever that might be.
0: Okay. Fun, uplifting stuff from an optimistic Vikings fan. Uh, 49ers, three straight games. Uh, I would say Brock Purdy is concussed probably multiple times. He entered concussion protocol and then played, which I don't think had happened – before him this year. Like if you entered concussion protocol, you were at least out for a week. But then you know, Purdy's a dog, so he played, you know. But well, then
1: we have a comparable issue being last year with Tua Tua Tagovailoa.
0: Who? How do you say his name? <laughs> Tagovailoa.
1: How do you say his name?
0: Tagovailoa. Okay, that's what I said. Just call him Tua. Okay.
1: Tua. He he had some problems. So
0: Okay Purdy where he took a hit, better? fell, held his head. He probably got concussed. He needs to take some notes from Tua and learn jujitsu on how to fall. because
1: Tua's really good. He, Tua's game has improved, but I think the thing where I've been wa- watching, and I haven't watched a lot of Dolphins games, but he he's the best guy in the league, I'm going to say this, at falling. He's really good. He's <laughs> really good at falling. There have been like ones where he like, rolls back, and then you like, it was like a little back somersault deal, and then he's like, it's it's electric every time. Well, and yeah. he's
0: not been getting injured. He learned jiu-jitsu. So in addition to falling, I wonder if he could, you know, you know, just, just beat some people up.
1: And another note on the 49ers' problems. I'm, I'm looking here in Caleb on our notes here said 49ers frauds. And as of like literally like as he is like trying to delete it, I think. Um <laughs> They just traded for Chase Young, so I think the 49ers are well and alive. They need to get healthy. They've had injury problems. Debo, Trent Williams. Um, not to be excused, though, when they were playing the Vikings. We didn't have Jefferson out, so I want that to be known. That game, people were trying to use that as an excuse for the 49ers. We have the best receiver in the league, and he wasn't playing. So I think that's kind of a sorry excuse.
0: We're, we're Brock pretty supporters, though. So we we like Brock. We hope he, we hope he succeeds. Uh, gets healthy. We're not going to talk about every NFL game. We're basically just going to talk about the ones that we thought were weird or exciting or funny. In this case, really weird, just Giants. The Giants had a legitimate chance to win the game, and they had like negative nine passing yards, which is an NFL record for least amount of passing yards ever.
1: Yeah, I think looking at this game... I'm not that surprised. It's the Jets and the Giants. Like, you look at those teams. You have the Jets with Zach Wilson, who did mount a game tying drive at the end of the game. I think he had 24 seconds left.
0: Yeah, he's basically so, he's basically Pat.
1: He he's actually better than Pat. We saw it. We saw it on live television. <laughs> we watched it. Everybody watched that. He outplayed Patrick Mahomes in a in a loss, albeit. But I mean, negative nine. Yeah, Tommy DeVito, Illinois boy. Um, did nothing he, I think he like only threw it to Saquon
0: yeah spoiler alert being a quarterback in the NFL is difficult
1: yeah it's not easy
0: because uh, that dude was like he was like a five year starter in college and he came in and like just like couldn't throw the ball
1: no, to be fair they, they didn't even give him a chance he, he, I mean, he yeah. didn't even get to do anything but still they did some questionable things in yeah, that being, last being a, overtime drive but. moral of the
0: story, being a quarterback in the NFL is really hard but yeah, yeah, they did run the they, they ran the, the same play statement like three times.
1: Yeah, it was interesting when you were throwing a check down on, like, I don't know, it was like third and long. I don't
0: know. Brian Brian Dable, coach of the year, he was playing for the tie there, which I don't know. I don't know.
1: They, well, they didn't really have a lot of, there were a lot of injuries in this game. MetLife is a complete mess. Every week that there's a game there, someone gets hurt and then they're like, this is bad. And I, I don't know. The turf is a problem, evidently. Players don't like it; it's questionable, but nonetheless, not a not a good football game. Kind of something to, to turn on to laugh at. Uh, but the Jets, the Jets pull it out, thirteen to ten, in in overtime. So good for the Jets.
0: Little, little big big ten action for you in the NFL. Uh, next, Titans versus Falcons. Main story of this game: uh, Will Levis and DeAndre uh,
1: Hopkins sitting on my bench in fantasy.
0: Uh, Will Levis is a dog, at least for this one game. Is Will Levis him? I don't know. We'll find out. The the
1: thing I like about this, Will Levis could play really bad the rest of the year. He could probably play really bad next year if he continues the opportunities. And, like, we'll still be like, remember that first game when Will Levis threw four touchdowns? Also, point of note, he threw more touchdowns on Sunday than he ever threw against an SEC opponent in college. So maybe maybe NFL's playing quarterback in the NFL is not that hard.
0: No, I think I think <laughs> I think Will Levis, I don't know. Uh his girlfriend did break up with him. Uh that's notable because, you know, fighting demons. You know, he, yeah. he had no, to, he can, had to
1: go out and ball. You can never question a guy who's fighting those demons for sure.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then the Panthers got their first one over the Texans. Bryce Young is now not a loser in the NFL.
1: Yeah, Um, good potential. He's in a horrible situation. Panthers are terrible. Really, not anything to say about it. The Panthers aren't very good. They got the first win. Good for them. I think that's enough to be said. Wasn't very exciting.
0: Yeah, guys. What the Bears fans? Bears fans out there, you don't want the Panthers to win. Yeah, I don't think you have to worry about it. No, they're they're terrible. They're not. Okay, college football stories of the week. KU, Oklahoma. Kansas. First time beating Oklahoma since like nineteen ninety-seven or something.
1: Yeah, Kansas football school. People are asking, but huge win over an Oklahoma team that was probably eyeing that playoff spot. They're not they're not done. They're not done. They could definitely still make it. But definitely, definitely hurt Oklahoma a lot with that loss, but you know, good for Kansas. You know, not traditionally a very good football school. Able to pick up a big win there.
0: Yeah. Most people will root for Kansas football because they're just historically awful. However, if we're discussing Kansas basketball, I think it may be one of the most hated programs ever.
1: They did lose already this year.
0: Exhibition doesn't count.
1: Hunter Dickinson, never Actually, no. Illinois.
0: Exhibition games do count. A little off topic here, Louisville basketball is so, so terrible. They lost to a D2 school for the second year in a row. If you're a Louisville basketball fan, I'm terrible. Uh, I'm terribly sorry for you <laughs> because, the, I mean, geez. Okay. Penn State barely beat Indiana. Back to football. Penn State barely beat Indiana.
1: Yeah. I. Here's the thing. I don't think Penn State's that great. Penn State has a good defense. Very questionable offense.
0: They're, so, they're good at times. They're not uh, bad. If if they somehow make it in the college football playoff, they will get absolutely ran. I don't Same think with
1: Oklahoma. There's no shot of Penn State in the college
0: football. Or oh, they're undefeated. It's
1: basically, impossible.
0: Okay, whatever. How, uh, I don't. I don't think so.
1: I'll be surprised.
0: Oregon gave Utah the business. I mean, Oregon's good. Yeah, Oregon's just good. Because
1: Washington's good. Uh, Now, I think Washington played some questionable football, either this weekend or last weekend. But they're really good, obviously, because Oregon, really good. Washington was able to beat them. I think we'll see a rematch.
0: Yeah, because Lord knows USC ain't. No. Yeah, we can Uh, move to that real quick. USC's a fraud. Not good. They're they're just bad at football. Like— They have some dogs. Caleb Williams, obviously, first overall pick. He'll be a dog. Good receivers. Yeah.
1: Actually, their line's kind of questionable. I
0: don't know. Offensively.
1: But regardless, their defense is just really bad at the end of the day.
0: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, pretty typical Lincoln-Riley team. Heisman contender at quarterback. Pretty good offense. And absolutely god-awful defense. I mean, you gave up 49 points to Cal.
1: Yeah, no, we've seen this. I don't m- want to
0: disrespect Cal. Right. But I'm going to disrespect him a little bit. They're not that great. I mean, 49 points.
1: I'll, I'll come to the slight defensive USC. They're not a bad football team. They're not They're not bad. And their games are kind of fun to watch. But they're certainly not very good. And Lincoln Riley has done it again. He's done it again. He always has the elite quarterback, the elite offense. He's got the skill guys. Defensively, his team's just... Really able to
0: hang. Uh, all I can say is I really look forward to seeing USC play in the Big Ten because they are literally the, the opposite of like half of the teams in the Big Ten. The fact that Big Ten likes to just play defense and kick field goals and USC is like, no, nah, we'll just let you score, but we're just going to score more. So I, we can see how, see how that uh, matches up. Whatever. Yeah. Well, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be weird. Yeah.
1: And then, so back on Louisville, actually, let's let's give them ops.
0: Yeah. Their football now, after team we did after we lit up Louisville <laughs> basketball a little bit, we're gonna hype them up a little bit. Football, aside from their weird loss versus like Pitt, I mean they're they're good.
1: They're very good. I, I was talking about this. Also,
0: I think Duke is Duke football is not that good. They're still a basketball school.
1: Yeah, 23-0. Louisville beat them. I I think we need to give Louisville more credit than the discredit of Duke here. Obviously, Duke did not play well, but Louisville Louisville's really good, and it's crazy because we'd be talking about them for a potential college football playoff spot, but somehow they lost to they lost to Pitt, and they they lost pretty bad. They lost by seventeen.
0: Yeah, pit lost by like fifty and this Pitt, week. so Pitt has not
1: been good. So really weird. I think Riley Leonard got benched. I don't know if he. I don't know if he got injured or not. Did he just get benched? I, I don't know. Maybe he got benched. He did not play well. Their offense did nothing. Louisville just completely dominated.
0: So good job, Louisville. You're not total garbage. And then I just want to shout out James Madison. I believe they're former FCS.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, James Madison, and
0: now they're in the FBS top twenty-five, still undefeated. They're some dogs.
1: Yeah, when are we going to talk about the
0: college football playoff for James Madison? Uh,
1: well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay. it, it's a cool thing to talk about, but they are ranked. I think that's a good. I think credit they're they They'll play a nice bowl game. They'll play a nice bowl game. Yeah, but
0: possibly awesome. you know, for citrus bowl.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It'll see how the end of the season goes. I'm looking here to probably win. I mean, I don't know. They've been really good. But, yeah, you know, you have to look at competition and stuff. But nonetheless, still impressive. They've had a fantastic year, and it's fun to see those teams like that. Every year you kind of get those wild cards that's like, oh, they're they're ranked.
0: Yeah. That was fun. Shout out James Madison. Okay, and then we're going to move on to... Our own football team. The most
1: important thing. The, the Panthers.
0: Category. And oh, we're going to recap two games.
1: We, we should probably go back and like you we're, know
0: should we just talk about recap how the season's of gone season at this
1: point? So going back,
0: UMass five and three. Yes. Three losses. Iowa State. Weber State. And yep. And South Dakota State. So South
1: Dakota State, they're they're really they're really good. And Iowa State, obviously, FBS level, week one. I, I mean, we, we were expecting to go in there and win. Don't get, to, we're going, don't get me wrong. But it, when you lose, it's not like a some of a loss.
0: We did collect, I assume, a hefty paycheck to play that game. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe.
1: I don't know. Okay. Uh, Iowa State come to the Dome instead. Yeah. And then we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. Dome field advantage is a real thing. It's real. Uh, and then was the most most notable win of the year. North Dakota
1: homecoming weekend against North Dakota.
0: Decent crowd and you and I dogged on them. 27 to 0.
1: Yeah, I believe it was the only, the first time in program history that we've shut out a top 10 ranked opponent. 27 0 and he was coming off of a a bad loss.
0: Yeah, it was rough. We but South Dakota State Credit to them; they're really good. Really good football team, but we they really have hurt our a lot. pretty good chance a to win the national championship.
1: Yeah, again, potentially. I'll, well, they probably don't have to beat us again because we're on fire right now. But you know, North Dakota, we played great. Um, you know, defense, offense, everything was clicking. Day played well. Uh, kind of a new, pleasant surprise at running back. Played really well. Amari Pesick hickson played it. Heck of a game! He had 180 yards and a touchdown. So, yeah, that was cool to see. Played great there. And then this
0: past weekend, Illinois State, they won 24-21, I believe.
1: Yeah, it was uh, on the road. Good win. Good road win. Um, Illinois State, good football team, no doubt about that. Um, It was a good game, I think. We could have won by more. We maybe let them hang a little close with us. I think we, what was it, a half twenty-one fourteen? I think we got only a field goal in the second half. Um, did enough to win. I mean, that's all it takes, really. And against a good team on the road, cold weather. Um, we do need to talk about one thing, and that's we watched this game on ESPN Plus, and broadcast was highly questionable.
0: Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're not going to name names or anything. No, but or or like cameramen.
1: Yeah, because we don't know. But uh, there was like at least one touchdown that we just never saw. Weird camera angles, not very locked in. ESPN Plus like not HD.
0: needs to step it up. That's the whole story. We we yeah. like to watch if you, we want to watch you and I football, and if they're not yeah. at the dome, ESPN Plus is the only way to do that. So we, ESPN yeah. Plus, if you're listening. I actually know a guy who works for ESPN Plus. Maybe I'll be able to hit him up.
1: You know, what All what I will say is, if you're watching the game, I'm sorry for you, but I'm also very excited because... They won. They won. You know, anytime you can sport any way you can, that's awesome. We just, we'd like the game to be a little bit... A the better, the, better the production quality. The production quality was lacking just a little bit, but while we're on the category of I football... We have a very special guest for our very first episode.
0: It's a fantastic interview with starting running back, Amari pesek who's a total dog. So here it is. All right. All right. Now we welcome onto the show Amari pesek starting running back for the UNI Panthers.
2: So guys, How you guys doing?
0: Wonderful. Glad to have you on. Glad to have you on. So just starting off, you have not always been a UNI Panther. You yeah. committed to Kansas was what was, that? What was uh, Lawrence like?
2: Uh you know, Lawrence Lawrence was fun. Um it was definitely it's definitely different from UNI. I mean, it has every university's different, but you know, Lawrence being Kansas and having that history of just, you know, basketball. I went there for football and at the time, you know, Kansas wasn't the best. Uh but now I mean Kansas is you know beating Oklahoma and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> Shout out to them boys, but uh, you know Kansas was really fun. It was a really good experience for me. But uh, I feel like you and I is is a lot better for me personally than than Kansas. So, so for you, um, being at Kansas, you know, playing at
1: at that uh, FBS level, you know, that uh, power five school at Kansas. What was it like? How did you decide that when you decided to transfer from there? Like, what was the appeal of you and I, what did you like about coming to Cedar Falls?
2: You know, I liked the history of you and I and the winning. You know, just coming from a program where we didn't really win that much to, you know, coming to FCS powerhouse like you and I is. That was really just the big thing for me, was just getting somewhere where I can, like, grow. You know, uh, at Kansas, you know, uh, in, in any university, Power Five, there's a lot of, I would say, I wouldn't say baby treatment, but your hands definitely being held like, you know, we got $20 for dinner every single day. We got ten fifty for lunch and breakfast. You know, every meal was provided for us. Uh, we had everything from a support staff, you know, tutor and everything like that. But yeah, you and I, man, you got to really, you got to really grind. You really have to, like, find yourself in order to be successful, so... That was probably the biggest uh, learning curve, you know. That's what really stood out was just this is where I can really grow. This is where I can sit down and just, you know, there's nothing really around you or not. You're going to see the falls, <laughs> Iowa. There's, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> there's really not a lot. So, yeah, where you could just sit down grow, really focus on football in and school and, and yourself. So
0: the big story this year was you were a linebacker and then had some injuries, some problems at the running back position. Yeah. So then—
2: they switch you over to line mm-hmm. to running back. Mm-hmm. What what was like? What did they mean, just like say? I mean, running back was my first position, right? So I'm coming out of high school. I only played 13 games, really, my senior year of high school football at the varsity level. I mean, I, d- I stopped playing after my freshman year. So you know, my understanding of football really wasn't you know up to up to par to like what what my other peers are. You know, people that have been playing this game both sides of the ball their whole life. And so when you know Coach Farley switched me to defense last year, uh, I didn't really see it. I didn't. I, I just wanted to. I just wanted to be on, on. I just. I just wanted to partake and be a part of the team. You know, whatever the coach tells me to do, I'ma do. I'ma do it to my fullest and best ability. Um, but it was really a blessing in disguise. Really understanding football from the other side of the ball, and then you know God just putting me in a position where I can go back and play running back. Um, that was really. That's really really helped me grow as a football player. And really understanding the game and seeing what the position does on the other side of the ball. And then coming back and playing, it was just—it was light years. I, was, I mean, I'm light years ahead from where I first came in. And plus, I don't really like that people are saying that I was a linebacker. <laughs> like, I started at Kansas as a freshman and at at running back, you mm-hmm. know. I, I, I played probably five snaps on defense, like, in a game, so— Yeah, that was actually
1: something that we found quite amusing. (laughs) We were watching the game on TV, um, ESPN Plus broadcast at Illinois State this past weekend, and they were like, yeah, so Omari, he's playing running back today. He's a linebacker. And I was like... He's a running back. I was yeah. like, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen the stats from before, and when you're yeah. at Kansas in high school, I looked at some of that stuff, and I was like, no, he's That's he's a running back. running back. They were like, they were acting like it was your first time suiting up on the offensive side of the ball, and yeah. I was like, no way. People no really way. didn't
2: do their research on that. <laughs> on that so more of yeah.
0: a a running back that played linebacker and then just switched back. <laughs> and then Came back and, right. Yeah, back to running
2: back. yeah, I like that narrative a lot more. <laughs> we'll we'll start that narrative now. That's, that, <laughs> that's from this that's point on. That's narrative. the narrative. Yeah. yeah, the right narrative. Right narrative. There so, you
1: go. when you were, what was it like? Like, did was it just kind of out of the blue? Like, oh, you're playing running back again now? Or when did that when did that come up?
2: You know. As uh, you know, I was watching the game when we played South Dakota State, and you you see our uh, second string running back go down Harrison, and then Ty was already out. You know, people are on the sideline like, "Yo, put Amari in the game!" Like, uh, <laughs> but you know that came it came on Monday, uh, Monday of that of the week of North Dakota, where Father just sat me down and he was like, "Where do you feel like?" You'd be the best fit because it was either going to be uh, staying on defense and playing Mike because I played nickel, which is like the outside linebacker, and he wanted to move me to to Mike and play there. But you know, he talked with the rest of the staff, and they you know they said my name in the meetings and stuff like that. And I felt more comfortable at running back, uh, so I, yeah, I was just I told him I said I'll play running back again, and he was like, okay, let's do it. So I mean, that's, and then. The rest is, you know, just preparing every day. You know, I, I've always prepared for a game like, like I was actually going to play in it, regardless of my position on the depth chart. So yeah, I mean, it's just kind of second nature. Just watching film, studying the opponent. It wasn't really nothing different from what I've been doing. So,
1: let me just say, we're glad of the switch. <laughs> I think <laughs> yes. I think I can speak for everybody when you say that. I think uh,
0: yeah, the first start clearly went well. 180 yards, touchdown against a top ten team.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Adam, you had some stat about. Okay, so come with me here for a minute. We, I was, I was doing a deep dive. I was like, when's the last time a you and I running back I had 180 yards? Let alone in their in their debut with the team. All right. But mm-hmm. so going back, I found. Let's see. So the last person to run for as many yards as you was in 2018. Trevor Allen did it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then the last person to run for more yards than you was Aaron Bailey in 2015. We mm-hmm. ran for 193 yards. Now, I'd like, I'd like to think, when I first did this, I'll be honest, I was like, it'd be really cool if the last person was David Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> so I look back, and I think probably before Aaron Billy, it was probably David Johnson. We got close. We got yeah. close to the last person being David Johnson, but I, that's, that's pretty cool. I mean, it had been a while since we had a running back like that, go for that many yards in a game, and especially with it being your you and I debut at running back.
2: Yeah. That was really special for me. You know, uh, that was a game, you know, that week when Coach Farley told me I was going to play at running back uh, I called my mom. My mom my parents live in Arizona. So I was trying to get my, my whole family there, but my my mom was the only one that could come. So my mom came up to the game. My grandparents tend tend to come to the games. They live in Lincoln. So yeah, it was just special for me. Just having my grandparents and my mom in the stands and just knowing everything that, you know, everything that I've been through since I've been at UNI, since I've I mean since I've been playing football, has uh just having that moment with them was really, really special for me. And then, you know, just not taking it too hardly, not taking it too lightly. Like it's a game at the end of the day. And uh, i kind of been living by this um, motto for a little bit now that, you know, these worthy things really don't mean much in the grand scheme of things. When you when you talk about faith and you talk about, you know, how I feel about God and everything like that, just keeping that humble, like level, level head has just really helped me understand that, like I'm not doing this for me. Like, I got a little brother that's 12 years old that, I mean, he sees me and he plays soccer and he's asking during the game what the score of my game is while he's playing. So <laughs> just understand that I got a little brother that looks up to me and I got, you know, I got a cousin that's playing basketball right now in uh, Ohio. He's he's pretty highly ranked. Uh, he, I mean, he's watching my every move. So just knowing I got people that are looking up to me and making sure, I'm making sure that I do well by them. So it's not even about me, really. To be completely honest. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: yeah, that's awesome. I like to hear that. It's always good when you hear about people that are, like, the people that you like, kind of look up to, you're like, oh, yeah, and like, yeah. those athletes at your school, and then you're like, oh, well, they're humble, they're good, you know. Mm-hmm. You like to hear that stuff because I was like, I was like, it's awesome watching you out there, and it's even better now, like, you know, knowing that yeah. your mindset on the game, and I think that's that's really cool.
2: Right, thank you. I appreciate
0: that. Is there, would you say, is there like, a running back, like, College pros that you like kind of try to model your game after, or are you just you just doing you out there.
2: I, I I can't say that I've ever really looked at somebody and said I I want to be like them or I want to run like them. I mean, some of my favorite backs in the league. I mean, Saquon's always been one of my favorite backs ever since he was at Penn State. Amir Abdullah at Nebraska. I'm a big big Nebraska fan. Um, it's it's <laughs> you and Caleb can can beef on that <laughs> one for a little bit. It's. It's just, like, what I grew up with. Like, my grandparents taking me to Nebraska games. Uh, Yeah, Rex Burkhead was always a big one for me. But I've never – yeah, I don't – I wouldn't say that there's a a back that I look up to or try to mirror my game after. I just go out there and try to be the athlete that I am. The spin move. (laughs) Your spin
0: move is nasty. (laughs) You you average, like – like, four blenders a game. <laughs> like, when
2: did that start? Um, I feel like that's me playing basketball. You know, I played basketball my whole life. Um, one of the first moves I learned was a drop step. So I think it's just kind of instinctive for me to spin. Um, but I don't know. It's just, it just happens. And and it's so far my best move. So <laughs> I just, I just got to keep using it, I guess. There's times
0: where we're like, oh. That's a four-yard loss, and it's like, oh no! Nope, you just gained twelve yards. It's freaking awesome to watch. Yeah,
1: thank you. you no, know, that's a, another thing I've noticed. Was like, it seems like there have been times where like, oh, this is there's like going to be no gain on this play, and then it's like, you just don't seem to stop. And like, even when there's not a hole, you're like gaining yards every single time. There's no no negative plays. Usually some big plays. I just think that. I mean, how do you like? Is that how you are? You like? just in endless mode or just keep those feet moving and get through? Uh,
2: You know, I just take credit in, like, what my coaches teach me. You know, if there's not a way, find a way. That's what uh, my running back coach, Coach Austin, puts in our game sheets before the game. So I really – and I have a lot of pride in myself. Like, I'm not – I don't want to take a hit for a team. I don't want us to be in less of a position that we were in before. So it's just that mindset of just at least give me three. Just give me three yards. And after three yards, what are you going to do after that? So that's just kind of my mantra. That's how I live. Never stop, no matter what. You get knocked down, just keep on going. Um, And that's how I've always been my whole life. So, yeah. I mean, it's pretty much.
1: Well, and the crazy thing is, I mean, you came into a situation, obviously, you know, you you have been a running back. This isn't a Mm -hmm. linebacker to a running back. We talked about that already. Mm -hmm. But I think the first game, you carried the ball 26 times against North Dakota and then like 30 times this last week. Were you expecting that, like, workload? Did you know that going in?
2: Um, I, I, Again, I, I don't know. I didn't know what the coaches had planned. Uh, I knew they said they were going to feed me, but, you know, 30 carries in two games. I mean, I think I have, like, 61 carries in the last two games. I mean, that's a yeah. lot for for any player. But, yeah. you know, just staying in the training room, uh, you know, ice baths, hot tub, just keeping my body loose and taking care of it. Is, I mean, that's how I'm going to manage it, but I had no idea, no. They didn't tell me, hey, we're going to give you the ball 30 times. I kind of just went out there and played, and if they want to put the team uh, on my shoulders, then I guess that's what I'll do. I mean, I'll do anything for my teammates, really, anything to help us win.
1: Yeah, and uh, back on the Illinois State game, I think we got the ball, I think, with like 14 minutes left in the fourth quarter, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and we put up like a 10-minute drive in – I think it was like 13 or 14 plays and like 10 of them were handoffs to you. So it was like, <laughs> it wasn't always like, you weren't always like breaking off a big run, but it was like what we needed at that point in the game, we had that, we had a lead there and it was like, yeah. well, chewing off the clock was like, oh, let's just give it to Omari every time. And eventually, you know, he'll get us that first down. That's kind of what it seemed like there. And that was, that yeah. was good to see that we were able to get it going on the ground like that.
2: Yeah. Like, 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 like I said, we were on the sideline and coach asked me, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. So, all right, we're going to give you the ball. And I was like, all right, let's let's <laughs> let's do it. So, I mean, that last drive, man, I actually kind of talked about that last drive a couple of times with, you know, some of my teammates. Um, and, yeah, I literally, when, before we got on the field, I just, like, looked down. I said, it's like riding a bike. I wasn't going to look at the clock. I wasn't going to look at anything. And I just I just did that. And, and then I looked up and I looked at the clock when I felt like I was pretty comfortable and that we were on, like, the opposite 40. And I was like, oh, man. And then there's like four minutes left, three minutes left in the game. And I was like, oh man, like where did this game go? You know, type of feeling. But yeah, I mean, mean, it's a a blessing to just be in this position that I am and having the abilities that I do because, you know, I, I, I can have these abilities taken away from me as soon as I walk out of this door. You know, that's the reality of the situation. I hope it doesn't happen. I pray it doesn't happen. But that's the reality that we live in, that, you know, life is very unpredictable and you don't know what's going to happen. So it's just a blessing.
1: For sure. Yeah, live every day to the fullest. Right. right.
2: So, Wake well, up and live, Mark Foley likes to say.
1: Yes, you
0: <laughs> forgot to mention this. You started your first game in North Dakota, you're number 40. Yeah. Illinois State, number five. Yeah. You scared us. We <laughs> thought you weren't playing. We <laughs> <laughs> were looking for number 40, and then you changed it. What, what, why'd you change it from number five?
2: You know that was a that was a thing, you know, Farley uh, said some in the meeting like this was a while ago, maybe like a year and a half ago. He said in the meeting uh we're going to find how he said some about a high number like it was like 46 and he was like we all know what 46 means on the opposite side of the team, like opposite side of the ball or something like that, basically meaning they weren't that good of a player. Um so I was kind of like, ah, that always stuck in my head because my number is 40. Like, you're trying to say I suck? <laughs> like, but uh, now I went up to him at, that week of the North Dakota game on Tuesday. and uh, But I had mentioned to him before that day. I think I mentioned to him on Monday about it when he told me. I was like, can I switch my number to five or can I switch numbers? And he was like, "Yeah, yeah. Well, think. Like, I'll think about it." And then I went to him at practice on Tuesday, and I was like, "Coach, I was like, I need that five. And He told me he was like, "You rest for hundred. <laughs> I'll give it to you." Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and you almost made two ones. So that was there was no question that you yeah, were that's that. a pretty cool story, man. That, that's actually a pretty good story. we were like, like, "Oh my
1: gosh, so I, is he not playing?" So I take it. I take it five. So five, number five. That's been what you've been for a while.
2: Yeah. No, I never. I never really. i have never worn five oh. in high school. I wore eight. At Kansas I wore twenty three. So I was kinda like, hmm next version of me, two plus three equals five. I wore twenty three at Kansas. I might as well s- two plus three at five. Yeah. It was a you know, five wasn't my original number, it was somebody else's number, but you know, they're not playing, they're 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 injured. So I just saw the opportunity to to grab that, so I did. Five's a good number. Uh, how did it look? Five looked good. Yeah, it, looks, it, looked, it looked nice on the
1: field. It looked nice. Nice. <laughs> I mean, it looked nice once I realized it was you. That was the big thing. It was like, I don't care what number he's wearing. I don't care if he's wearing 99. I don't care if he's wearing 74. We need Amari on the field. And I was like, oh, I hope that's him. Okay, it was you, so that
0: yeah. was relief
2: was... off the shoulders there.
0: Yeah. So, swag. Obviously, five. Contributes to the swag. What else you got for uh, looking drippy on the field?
2: Uh, You know, shout out to my mom for the white tights. I didn't have (laughs) tights at all. Uh, She brought me tights to the North Dakota game. Uh, Yeah, so I I really just keep it simple, man. You know, tights, uh, turf tape sometimes, uh, gold mouthpiece. Oh, yeah. Yeah, bat the (laughs) cleats. I'm I'm ready for it. That's all I really need. No, No eye black? Oh, yeah, I wear eye black. And I write um 86,400 on my wrist tape with a cross. That just, uh, some of my granddad told me, just told me, uh, God gave you 86,400 seconds in a day. How, how are you going to use them? like? And that really stuck with me. So 86,400 is what I write on my wrist tape with a cross. And under it, I write worldly things to just remind me, like, it don't really matter. Worldly things don't matter. So, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Love that.
0: So, you got in the end zone twice. Yeah. for Illinois State. Yeah. The celebrations. <laughs> I, I got to work handed Arnold. the ball to the ref and <laughs> ran to the sideline. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm not kidding you. On the broadcast, it shows you going into the end zone. And I don't know if you gave it to the ref or if you, like, just, like, set the ball down. I don't remember what you did. And then it just showed you just, like, immediately just running off to the sideline. And I was like, wait, we might need to talk about that. Get some get some new celebrations in for, for Western this week. Is and there, going is there forward, something in the
2: works? Uh, I'm not, I'm not a big celebratory guy, man. I, I, I celebrate when the game's over. You know, we not, we didn't win the game yet. So it was kind of like this next play mindset for me. Um, but yeah, I've gotten a couple, a couple uh jokes from my teammates about that, just about my celebrations and not celebrating it at all. I will try to. I mean, I I can. I maybe guess. just smile. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just find a camera and smile.
0: And then that, that, that's, a, a, that's a nice celebration. Yeah.
1: I was thinking bringing a football and you know maybe giving you some pointers, but I don't. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if I got the good pointers or not. But also, I don't know like what are the guidelines in college football? Like, I mean, because like you could get like a, mm-hmm. a penalty if you do the wrong thing.
2: I think it's like you can celebrate as long as it's like not taunting to the fans or. Taunting the other players or like, you can do whatever you want to on your sideline. You can't, if I wanted to go and raise my hands up on the opposite sideline, they'd give me a flag for that. But if I did it on my sideline, they wouldn't, they wouldn't give a flag for that. So I think it's just, if it's respectful, really, and shows good sportsmanship, then you can celebrate. But I just felt like running over to the sideline was the right thing to do. I don't know why I did it. I I, I remember just like, okay, go, cool. just get to the side. I just remember <laughs> that's all I remember, really. Yeah.
1: Mm. yeah. I'd like to see something. <laughs> just, now, just a little something. Now, listen to me. I'm I'm a big Vikings guy. Uh-huh. So I don't I don't know if you know I don't know if you know what what do we got coming here, but you know we the hey, gritty? You me <laughs>
2: <laughs> I give you a gritty. You got me? You got a you gritty for me this I, week? i give you a gritty. If I get a gritty if you get If I get in I'll give you a gritty. Right. One. I remember that. I put that in my right.
0: brain. Uh, I'm I'm confident getting the end zone. Yeah, I'm not overlooking Western or anything.
2: Yeah, no, nah, I'm not overlooking no opponent. I respect all my opponents. Um, but yeah, we just we just got to take it one game at a time. We're trying to make the playoffs. So,
1: and so that's that's looking good. I mean, if you talk about playoffs, we mm-hmm. got we got Western this week. I'm not
2: sure. Do we have the next week because I know we end with Missouri State and North Dakota, Dakota State. State. Missouri yeah. State, and North
1: Dakota State. So North Dakota State's gonna be awesome. And we get them at home mm-hmm. last game of the season. So I yeah.
2: I could certainly be a good
1: game, and obviously you don't want to look ahead now. You got Western this week, but things are lining up well. Won won a couple crucial games, obviously North Dakota at home, yeah. L- Illinois State, good football team.
2: Yeah,
1: um, so things are looking good, and obviously you've been able to play a big part in that. And I know that you, you you're a humble guy, and you don't want to, you know, <laughs> but you have you've played a huge role in that, and that's that's been awesome to see because, I mean, like I said, most people, a lot of people probably didn't even know like. When you were on the field, like who's forty? Yeah. You know, against North Dakota, and right? The
2: big impact you made for the team. Always has been, been here, man. Special. Always been. here. <laughs> it says sometimes you gotta take it and roll with them, and just wait for your opportunity. And that's just life, you know. It's life. Whatever you want to do in life, you just gotta wait for it, work for it, and wait for it. So.
0: So when you were in high school, mm-hmm. I saw you had like over eight hundred yards and like fourteen receiving touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna be like? Chris McCaffrey, you know, start catching <laughs> balls out of the backfield like crazy or
2: I mean whatever Coach Reader wants to do, really. Uh in high school I, I did catch a lot of like swing passes. I had I was a I I was a receiver at first in high school. Um, but then my coach moved me to running back. But I don't I don't know, man. I'm just I'm I'm going day by day, week by week. They want to start throwing me the ball. I'll catch it. <laughs> 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 Do whatever it
0: takes to help the not team catching them because he good.
2: good. Nah, no, yeah, not catching them <laughs> isn't good. We don't, want, we don't want to not catch one. See the ball through. Catch it. I
1: so I remember you saying earlier that you didn't play football. So it's like basketball, your first love. Is yeah, that yeah. your first thing?
2: Basketball is m- my first everything. Like I played basketball growing up from when I was like five years old to eighteen. You know. Uh, In high school, before, like, football started picking up, I was going to – I started talking to Georgetown. And I was actually going to, like, actually go to Georgetown and play basketball, and then Michigan offered me. So it was kind of like a, whoa. And they stopped talking to me because I got offered by Michigan in football before they could – you know, it was just one of those things where uh, it sucked to give up basketball. It really, really did. And as I think about basketball all the time, but, you know, football is – I guess, my calling, I guess. I don't, I, if that's what you want to say, I just want to use football as a platform to, you know, reach my next level in life. You know, I, I, I've i never been, like, a big NFL or bus type of person or big league type of person or I just want to use, I'm living my dream right now. Like, I told reporters this, like, uh, I'm living it. Like, my dream was to always get away from my parents. Not that I don't love my parents, <laughs> but to get my school paid for and to play sports and I'm living my dream right now, man. Like I, I lay, wake up every day and I'm just like, wow. I play football in college and I don't pay for school, so that's that's all I wanted. And I, I, now I'm just taking it as it goes.
1: Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And if you need to use that love for basketball again, our our intramural team, in the, you know, coming up here could probably use a could use a fifth. So if you Dude, you know if you're feeling if you're feeling the need for it, or if you ever want to just play pickup. I promise you, we'll we'll be there. We, we, uh, we could always use not, we could always use another guy.
2: What are the rules? What does Coach Farley have I don't for rules? I really, I've never asked him. You know, but I mean, should I play with you guys? <laughs> you know, if we need to, we can we can put change under, the name, yeah. put you under somebody else's ID. You know,
1: we can keep it low key. Uh, hopefully, yeah. I don't know, I don't know if Coach Farley's a big media guy. Hopefully, he's not Former, listening uh, to this. Yeah, I don't want hopefully. him to. Get Mad at us about trying to get you on the intramural squad. Uh, yeah, we'll take a yeah, D1 team. prospect. We'll thank you. Well, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, for sure. And then back on what you said, you know, about how it's kind of like an opportunity for you to go to school for free in mm-hmm. sports. So I noticed that when I was looking at some stuff, you're a sports management major. So yeah, sports is pretty big.
2: I yeah, mean, I'm a, I've that's not, that was my major at Kansas. Here okay. it's a public relation in sport. With a minor in sports administration, I just I, I just want to take it and I want to be a I want to be a sports agent when it's all said and done, or just work for some type of sports agency. I've always been interested in like the business side of sports, you know, like just how things are set up, you know, from venues to you know behind the scenes when you got athletes coming going to events and helping out the community and stuff like that. I've always been interested in that, so. Being a sports agent is my next dream, and uh, having my own sports agency would probably be like my real big dream. And another one is to have my little brother be on my sports agency because he he play he plays goalie um, right now. He's pretty good. He's twelve though, so yeah. hey. <laughs> up and coming. He's up and yeah, coming. Up and you know? coming. Yeah. room for girls. Yeah. There you go. But, That's cool. Yeah, I just want to be. I just want to help people out. Really. So – yeah, I'm also a sports admin
0: minor, so hey. I, I wouldn't mind being a sports agent, too. But then I saw things like, oh, you have to, like, get a law degree.
2: Yeah, no, uh LeBron's agent actually changed that whole deal. and You don't you don't need a law degree anymore. Yeah, well,
0: I think it was like, the thing I saw was like, oh, you need a law degree because mm-hmm. inevitably when you're, your clients get in trouble with law, mm-hmm. you need to, like...
2: Yeah, lucky for me, I, I got a good background in the law, so... <laughs> We're all good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, maybe, you know, you, you keep playing like you bet. Maybe you represent yourself, you yeah, know? That'd the next be level. cool. That'd be pretty, that'd be that'd pretty, be pretty cool. awesome. That'd right? be a
2: good opportunity, yeah. That'd be that'd so, be amazing.
1: So what's your um I think as you as a junior, so do you got yeah, another so, year, yet, or what's that looking like?
2: Uh so I gray shirted to go to Kansas, which automatically gave me five years to play four. I'm not sure if you guys know what a gray shirt is. I've it's, never heard of that. It's it's basically that I graduated May twenty nineteen, and then fall of twenty nineteen, I was I had two jobs. I worked at Top Golf and Charlie's Car Wash. I was I lived at my parents' house in Kansas. Like I wasn't even enrolled at Kansas until January twenty twenty, and so we all know what happened in twenty twenty. Covid happened, so that twenty twenty fall season didn't count for me. Um, and then I I guess what they're doing over here at UNI, they they counted twenty one as my redshirt year. So technically the only years that have counted was twenty two and twenty three. So I have two years after this and I'm a junior and I graduate this summer. So I don't know. <laughs> do you, do you like know what you
1: want to do there or is that not a question yet? <laughs> I don't
2: I really don't. Uh I just, right now I'm just focused on getting my degree though. <clears throat> I'm trying to walk this spring and then I gotta take an accounting class to like actually graduate, you know, how they like to do that here at UNI, and I, so I'm. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll have my degree by the end of this summer. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we'd love to have you back <laughs> next. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm, I plan on coming back. I don't. Okay. I don't plan on going anywhere, or. You no, know, I know the Trans portal is a big thing right now, but you know, I, I really like you and I. I like what you and I has made me have to become in order to be successful. I wouldn't want to take away from that or any type of ordeal. That's that's good to hear. It
0: seems like everyone's just hitting the transfer portal. Yeah. Like even if even if they're good and play a lot, they're
2: like yeah. the grass is not always green. Yeah, like grass is not always green on the other side, my friend. That's a that's a that's very important right there. Mm-hmm. That is important. What do you what do you think about that though? Like I've
1: always like I like that they're able to like the transfer stuff, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's almost gotten like really out of control. Like you're seeing like so many I don't know what it was, but there was a crazy amount of people this past year that I hit the transfer portal and we're going to different schools. I think that's just an interesting new element to the game.
2: Yeah. I guess it just it goes and takes on who the individual is, you know. Uh, I feel like if coaches can leave and go as they want to, I feel like players should be able to. Um, you know, there's other rules too. Like you can transfer one time and then you can have eligibility. Then if you transfer again, you got to sit out a year or something like that. But, I know, I like the transfer portal, I like, but, you know, transfer portal mixed with NIL is the really big, the big issue how, you know, these bigger schools are grabbing players and offering them money and they're not giving it to them. That's happened to, that actually happened to one of my uh, friends, he, but he plays basketball, he goes to Missouri, I don't know, Isaiah Mosley, I don't know if you guys heard of him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've heard of that guy. Yeah, that happened to him, they promised him a whole bunch of money, didn't give it to him, and oh, wow. it was just a whole ordeal, but. I, I, overall, though, I think the transfer portals changed college football for the better. You know, you got FBIs coming out to FCS, making FCS football better, uh, and vice versa, you know.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: You're a prime example of that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess um, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, certainly. Certainly. <laughs> certainly a good example of that. So that's pretty great. Pretty awesome.
0: Okay. One last question Who's your favorite teammate?
1: Uh, not to put the pressure on you or anything we That's don't want to throw anyone onto the bus either I might have one other question about this Okay, regarding the same issue. Uh, uh, okay second
2: <laughs> my question. favorite teammate man I, I don't even think I have a favorite teammate honestly I mean I see I love all my teammates really like equally I live I mean I live with one of my teammates I live with Desmond Hudson but I mean I don't like him more than I like Theo Day or uh, Jerry Penning I mean I, I love all my teammates and i do anything for my teammates Regardless of the situation, um, yeah, I, I couldn't. I honestly don't have an answer for that one. But if you had to choose, O line because they do block yeah, it for you. I it would have to be O line <laughs> if I had to choose. Yeah, <laughs> or the tight ends. Tight ends block a lot too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: So, I'm curious, and I guess is is Wu. Is he, like, is he, like, that off the field, too? Because, like, on the field, what do you mean? Wu Governor, like, wh- he's always, like,
2: very, he always is, like. He's a passionate guy. So excited. Yeah. I love to see it. And he, yeah.
1: he lights people up, too. I was, like, yeah.
2: he seems like. now Wu is definitely a, a very passionate person. You know, he has a lot of history with the game. And you just, you, if you pay attention to Wu, he, he does everything to his fullest ability, you know. From where, whether it's music, school, relationships, you know, he's always there to help his teammates, to help. To help whoever, man, he has a really big heart. You know, you you love to be close with guys like that. Just having a big heart would do anything for you uh, and plays with a lot of passion. You know, he has a lot, a lot of passion when it comes to football. He really, really loves football. So I think his character comes out a lot more than others would on the football field because of that love, because of his heart, because of his love for the game and everything that has to come down to it.
0: We get a lot of guys flying around making plays. He he, he catches your eye when yeah. he's.
1: Well, I just was, I wanted better. to see that from like, on like one of his teammates' perspective. Perspective. I can't talk because I was like, man, every time that it seems like I just see someone getting blown up, and I was like, ah, he was probably in there on
2: that. And was just yeah, like, Wu's definitely a guy where you feed off of him. You know, definitely, uh, especially defensively. He's he he gets everybody on his side in the right position, and comes back to the sideline and is communicating what he sees, how he feels. You know, it's just it's just an all-around great football player and a great person,
1: right? So I think to finish it up, obviously you got a game this weekend. You got anything to say to anybody who might be listening, why they should come out and support you guys this weekend against Western?
2: Uh, you know, it's one of the last home games. We're we're rolling right now, so it'll be a fun game. Get some hot dogs, get some popcorn, bring your kids, bring your girlfriend. Bring your mistress. It don't matter. <laughs> yeah, come out and support, man. Bring we love, love to watch some good football. Yes. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you it's guys been for awesome. having me.
1: Good luck the rest of the year.
2: Right. Thank you. Let's see you guys there. Oh, cool. yes, oh, of course.
1: Yes, <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> sir. Always.
0: Okay, so that was Amari pescik Be sure to go out and support your Panthers any ch- anytime you can, whether it's Football, volleyball, basketball, soccer, anything.
1: Wrestling, whatever it might be. Go out whatever and sport it's the Panthers.
0: We are going to try to come out with interviews with student athletes once a week, hopefully. Our next interview will be with Emily Holderhouse, total stud for the volleyball team. So if you're into volleyball, be sure to take a listen. As for this episode, that's all we have for you.